You're listening to NYC. We are live on Facebook. Will Sanchez, Juan Cotto, Dory Bennett stuck on the I-5 somewhere. I believe, uh, I think Juan punctured her tire, so she's running late. Our special guest tonight, Derek Sparks. Before we get to Derek, we're here at the backyard, 3820 South Fernand Street, home of the brisket, fried pickles, deviled eggs, 14 beers on tap, 10 big screen TVs, music, family, friends, great place to be. We want to give a shout out to all the veterans. It's Veterans Day. We cannot thank our veterans enough for the ultimate sacrifice. And we're just proud to be citizens here in the good old USA, the land of opportunity. We have a lot of things wrong with our country, but there are so many things that are right with our country here. Dory is coming in. Come on in, Dory. Dory, uh, she uh, she fixed her uh, flat. She she fixed her flat on I-5. Coming down to Seattle as she moved in. Anyway, going back to uh, Derek Sparks. He's a coach. He's a mentor, motivator, author, founder, House of Champions, and cleats versus cancer. Before we get to anything else, there's so much to talk about. We've got the Mariners uh, saying some things. We've had the Seahawks playing great. Eli leading some comebacks. The Cougars are on the prowl. So much to get to tonight. But let's get to right off the bat, Derek, your cleats versus cancer. Let's touch upon that before we get everybody else going on. Just tell us a little about cleats versus cancer and the date and everything else that goes along with it. So um, just an idea I had to support my daughter who this summer uh, was diagnosed with leukemia. And uh, of course, you know how devastating that could be. Um, She's a football lover, man, grew up around her dad, you know, watching me coach, seeing some of dad's highlights, going to Cougar games, so on and so forth. And so, you know, people been asking me, hey, how can we help? You know, I have a hard time asking for handouts. And I said, you know what, let's do an event around the game of football. And at the same time, give uh, high school seniors an opportunity to come out and showcase their talent one more time before, uh, before they you know, move on with their post high school uh, travels, wherever they may end up. But um, I've heard that over the years, of course. Juan, you know this, players are always looking for opportunity to play college football, and this will be an opportunity for them to come out and uh, showcase one more time. Before we go into the game, let's um, because I, I, you know, I know that that, and we had uh, Dory's father with us last week. <laughs> we know that coaching fo- high school football is also glamorous, and you're a coach who obviously spends so much time with our our kids in the community, teaching them positive aspects of life, uh, of the value of getting an education, how to grow up and be a good citizen in the community. And we both know, and I talked to Mike Homer about this. I mean, Mike Homer told me he said Juan. I just made a deal with the devil a long time ago, and, and I started coaching pro football. He goes, but I know you put in as much time as I do. You put in so much time, and you're right. away from your family. Um, tell us about the situation this summer that happened with your daughter and uh, and, and, and beautiful young woman who's about to face uh, great, great uh, opportunities in life, and then she gets thrown this card. Yeah, man, we were just, you know, life as usual, you know, getting ready to, to uh, move on from high school and, and she wants to be uh, uh, going to athletic medicine and she wasn't feeling well. You know, her body was aching, had some flu-like symptoms 
And so she went to the hospital and wow. man, the doctors knew right away after they looked at her blood and they, they saw how the white blood cells was just through the roof. Uh, and, you know, devastating for an 18 year old, beautiful girl. I mean, her hair is like, she has this big hair with the big ringlets and, and lo and behold, man, we, it just kind of rocked our world. Um, but she's been a trooper. Uh, she loves Jesus, man. And she told me, hey, Dad, I, I talked to God, and he told me that, that everything's going to be okay and the race is not finished. And she said, I'm claiming the victory. And, and man, when she said, I'm claiming the victory, Ooh. it spoke to me, right? As mm -hmm. a dad, I was like, okay. I started getting motivated, right? As, and as a dad, what went through your mind? So four words that no parent can ever want to hear, your child has cancer. Right. What happened? Devastating. I mean, I've cried. I don't, I, you know, we've all cried. You know, she has sisters. Uh, you know, her mom. Everyone's then, then, then cried buckets of tears, man. It's been tough. But at the same time, what I've learned is she needed to see us strong and yep. see us motivated and uplifted and because that's how she is. Um, lately, it's been tough. You know, her hair came out. You know, the steroids has caused her face to swell. Uh, she don't look like the same kid, and that's what's, what's really tough. Um, her eyes kind of sat back in her head a little bit. Um, but, you know, what do you do, man, but fight back? So, you know, we just, every day, we're prayerful. We got a lot of folks who are pulling for us. Um, the coaching community has been amazing. I mean, college coaches, former players, former NFL players, Super Bowl champions. Actually, high school teams are wearing these claimant bracelets that we got made for her. Uh, they just have her, her, her favorite Bible verse on the inside with her name. And on the outside, it says, claim it and live victorious. And so uh, just that alone, when she see people that she don't really know representing for her, supporting her, you can't do anything but cry and, and, and be motivated. And, and I think it's worked. I think that um, what, what sounds like, and I don't know your daughter, but I'm a coach's daughter. And so a lot of what we learn as coaches' daughters is we learn how to be strong, we learn how to be leaders, and we learn how to take whatever adversity we have and use it as a positive. And it sounds like your, your beautiful daughter has taken that, those lessons and those experiences and is, is teaching us you and her mom and the other adults in her world to take that and how do we move forward and be positive with this and um reading your story and her story is so inspirational derek um that that uh whatever we can do to promote i i want to put this on our schoology website at the school where i teach and and get more people involved i'd love to take it to other high schools whatever we need to do to promote this event uh let's let let's do it let's do it Absolutely. cleats versus cancer as a coach's daughter i can't think of a better title so yeah i'm i'm in it all in all in going back to your, your daughter's passion and love for jesus christ i i think of zachariah chapter 4 verse 6 not by power not by might but by my spirit says the lord I'm trying to think about how Amen. do you, how do you, um, how did you work on pulling your family together? And how's mama doing? Man, everybody's good. I mean, under the circumstances, I mean, we went through a rough patch. Um, but again, I think she, her spirit helped motivate us. And so you couldn't help just hearing her 
and, and, and how she wants to be a vessel, you know, and she said, hey, this happened for a reason. And she said, out of all the girls, I'm glad I got it. Whoa. Out of all her, you know, her sister, she's glad she was the one. And I was like, man, you know, how do you even, you know, wrap your mind around that? Yeah. You know, I'm like, she's so mature for an 18-year-old. Yeah. Uh, but yet inspiring, man. The notes that we get and, and, the, and the emails and the Twitter uh, comments is, is based on how they're inspired by how strong she is when you're going through such an adverse situation and, and how she can hold it together, yeah. right? And so that's been really a motivator for me. Um, and, and the girls and mom and, 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 you know, relatives and everybody is like, okay, well, well she's fighting back. We're going to fight with her, you know, and so that's what it's been. You know, so what can we do to support her, her, her goals and her dreams and her aspirations? What else can we do as, as people in a community to help and support her? You know what? Just sending uh, positive vibes. You know, I had these bracelets made right here. Uh, and, and I'll, I'll uh, absolutely. It's the, it's we'll the, the, it's the claim it we'll challenge. You could go to gametime.tell, and that's gametime.tel, and you can see her story, and you can see some wonderful pictures there. And there, there's uh, ways that you can donate to the cause. And she's all about, and this is uh, Zaley, right? Zaley. Zaley. Yeah. And she has the claim it challenge. And, you know, you get the bands, you take the pictures. And, and she even says it's motivating to her to see the people support. And there's some beautiful pictures with you and your family. It yes. sees her struggles in the hospital room. It sees grandma next to her supporting her, yep, which is absolutely. a beautiful thing. And every picture that I've seen, she's taking selfie with you guys. She's got that big, beautiful smile. Absolutely. And you talk about the courage that she's showing and, and the support that she's uh, she's uh, garnered. And speaking of support, there's a Cougar that's one of the hottest quarterbacks in the nation right now that sent some support to your daughter. Yeah, Why don't you talk man. about that a little bit? Man, so I got up uh, just this past week, um, looked at my phone, and I got a message from uh, – Coach uh, Melee over at, at Washington State. and Beautiful uh, dude. Oh, He's a beautiful man. dude. Yeah, man, a great coach, great guy. Uh, had the opportunity to spend some time with him this summer at, at PLU. Uh, we had a football camp there, and great guy. And he had a message, and it was uh, the, the, the Coos quarterback, Gardner. And, you know, what, what Gardner said to, to Zaley just brought her to tears, man. I said, do you know who that is? And she was, shook her head like, yeah, heck, yeah, I know who that is. Does she have a mustache? No, does but. She, does she have a Gardner, Gardner we, mustache? I got her a pink one. Okay, <laughs> okay, the good. There you, there you go. go. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> and so what we're going to do, and, and, and Gardner doesn't know this yet, we're going to send a picture with the pink mustache. You Perfect. Know, yep, and then Coach Leach and his staff. Coach Emmerich sent her a care package with oh. a Coog football, uh, some of their gear that they wear, uh, autographed. Uh, That's uh, beautiful. Yeah, autographed uh, memorabilia and a personalized note to her, you know, just kind of giving her a pep talk. And, man, it just I, – I, it brought me to tears. That's Whoa. beautiful. You know, for your alma mater to be there for your, for your child, it's, it's, it's amazing. Cougar Nation is live. It, Cougar it, it, Nation is live, and, this was and just it's a week across ago, right? the U.S. Just a week ago. This is a week ago. Yeah. So, the, you know, the, this quarterback is hot right now. Everybody wants his time. You know, if, if, if it's a different kind of cat, he's maybe full of his bridges and full of himself. Yeah. But, no, he's taking the time to send your daughter a personal message as she goes through ALL, acute lymphoblastic leukemia, through her struggles and him recognizing. And that's absolutely beautiful that that's happening yeah. with her. 
Yeah, it meant a lot, man. You know, they're getting ready to go down to Colorado and play, which they were successful. Amen. A game is yeah. a game, but life is life. And, and I think yeah. that shows that uh, in, the, in the big picture – Everybody knows what's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody knows absolutely. what's really important. Derek. Oh, and, and, and let's let's do it. I mean, let's let's talk a little about your relationship with the Cougars. Obviously, in your book, the lessons of the game. Oh yeah. And I uh, had an opportunity to go through this many times and, and read about it, and um, it basically speaks to your experience down in Southern California. Yes. Um, and dealing with college coaches as you were coming up through the the high school ranks and the promise of playing Division One football. Tell us a little about the lessons of the game and the things you learn from your experience in high school that you touch on in the book? Well, I think, first of all, I think it's our obligation to, I think we all have a story um, we should tell. Uh, it takes courage to tell it. Um, some of us have been through similar situations, but for me, you know, I feel like I've I, I gone through those experiences so I could share it. And, and so, um, you know, in college, I, I wrote the book along with Stuart K. Robinson in, in Los Angeles and when I graduated uh, 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 college, we released a book, and it's done really well. Say that again. When you graduated, graduated from college, okay? <laughs> and that's not just you. That's every student athlete Absolutely. needs to graduate from college. college. Yes, 50% of, uh, of folks who go to college don't finish. So right. I tell my students that all the time. It's yeah. like, it ain't how you start. It's how you finish. So oh. <laughs> That's but, a favorite. Yeah. That's a favorite. So, so where I come from, man, I grew up in a small town in Texas, a place called Hungerford, a population of like 300 people. And, and, and then... Is that in Wharton or... And then, and then when I uh, was in eighth grade, seventh grade, we moved to Wharton. Me and my mom moved out of my grandmother's house and moved to Wharton, population of about 15,000 people. And... Um, oh, you went to the city? Went to you the went city. Went hundred people. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> moving, to, on up. moving on up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the east there was side. Now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So happy to get out of grandmother's house and have our own little spot. Yeah. You know, one bedroom apartment with, with with my mom. Didn't know my dad, and so my motivator was I wanted to be the first one in history to go to college, then get a college degree. But I knew the game of football would be kind of the catalyst that got me there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, definitely uh, was focused. Uh, had my uncle who lived in California and, and sent him a videotape of me playing in the seventh grade. And he's like, wow. He showed it to one of the local coaches there at Banning High School in Long Beach. And they said, man, we got to get this kid out here to California. So uh, the rest was history, man. 15 years old, you know, went out, played on the varsity team, uh, was California player of the year as a sophomore, mm -hmm. played in the Coliseum where USC plays, you know, the, the big lights of California, the big Hollywood sign. I mean, you know, coming from where I came from, that was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a big deal for a lot of guys to go play in the Coliseum where the, where the Hollywood sign is. If you're on Facebook oh, yeah. Live, Juan is trying to get a deal with Hasbro as yes. we're promoting their games on Facebook Live. We'll just give a thumbs up to to Hasbro right there, so it's all good. <laughs> so, you know, going back into the story, you know, um, found out that, you know, there's a lot of deals made in high school. My uncle, who was kind of my agent, the deal maker, you know, yeah, yeah it gets a little always sticky. An there's always an uncle. Oh, there's always, an, always uncle. an uncle where you can go live. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get a new address. Exactly. Had my own apartment at 15 right across from the school who was kind of orchestrated through the Booster Club. 
Um, played one semester at this school, went to the championship, California Player of the Year, then went to a private school out in the San Fernando Valley, and I went from an apartment to a four-bedroom house. And then there, that's when it all got – all the, the – the, the illegal activity started happening. I was going to say, what, what, what prompted the transfer from a private school to the academy? Like, what was that? What, what, what was behind that story? So it was a public school. So the first school public, was public to so the me. private. They want in on it. You know, yeah. they said, hey, man, who is this kid? Because you know, private schools can recruit. They can recruit. Yeah. And so, you know, ended up going to a school that had their boarding license and yep. – and, uh, and, and a four-bedroom house <laughs> yep. that we moved into. So where did you end up in your junior year now? Because it, did you change schools two more times, right? I fast-forwarded. Wow. I graduated at Modern Day High School. Yeah, oh, that did. was the last Catholic. stop. Modern yeah, Day. Modern Day. Yeah, my yeah. MD. Modern Day Santa Ana. Oh, yeah, that, Santa Ana, the yeah. powerhouse. Here come those yeah. Santa Ana wins again. <laughs> <laughs> but Modern Day then puts you on the national spotlight is what that does because of the program. And obviously, because of your athletic exploits, right. that puts you onto the national spotlight. Yeah, and I always tell people this. I wish I went to modern day to begin with, oh, you know, okay. versus, you know, hopping to these different schools. But when you're 15 years old and you got, you know, somebody that you view as kind of your father figure, yep. my mom's brother, you know, whatever he said is what I did. Yeah, yeah of you course. Know. You're 15 years old to start out. You're yeah. starting from this small town. Then you move to a slightly bigger town, right. slightly, and all of a sudden you're in the state of California. Right. You know, where, you know, you stand with uncle. I'm not sure how your upbringing was, but kind of the letter of the law was whoever was the head of the household, and I'm pretty sure your uncle was kind of saying, this is the way we're kind of flowing, and yeah. this is what you need to do. Yeah. So it's a lot of expectations on a young man that's now playing football, in a big-time state, big-time program, staying with someone you had never stayed with before yeah. and trying to follow the, the rules of the house more right. than the rules of, the, of what's happening with, you know, jumping around from school to school. Absolutely. And I remember it like yesterday. He told me, if you do exactly what I tell you to do, you'll be able to reach your goals. And my goal was to play college football, get a college degree, and he was right. I played the game. You know, and, and I got to my ultimate goal. Right. Now, the things that happened along the way, I wouldn't necessarily sign up for if I had to do it all all over again. But I, I, I wasn't privy to all the right. intertwinings of what I call the machine. Um, and so, you know. How, how did this experience and, and so hurt you? you get, yeah, excuse me. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, me. knowing what you know now, how did that – even though you achieve your goals, how did that situation – hurt your career instead of going a different path? I think when, you're, when your mugshot is on a, the, the front of the L.A. Times and it says Derek Sparks leaves school and his future is up, you know, in shambles and, and what's going on with this Sparks kid from Texas, I think that's how it hurt me. The public perception was I was a troubled kid, you know, but I wasn't the one who was pulling the strings, right? As, as, as a 15-year-old kid, <laughs> How aware of you of all that's going on? Uh, you wasn't aware. You're not. Yeah, you're not aware. You know, I remember when I went from the first school to the second school, my uncle met us at the airport because we played in an invitational game in Hawaii, a preseason game. And he met us at LAX. I remember like yesterday. And he said, hey, pack your stuff. We're out of here. 
And I was you talk about devastated. You know, you're with your boys and and and, and, and your teammates, and you made some friendships and, and and meaningful ones, and 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 then you're gone. You know, and so uh, you know that was devastating. It was hard to deal with, but it forced me to grow up. It forced me to be in some difficult situations early on, and I think it served me better. You know, as I went on to college and, and had to be on my own and, and all that good stuff. So I try to take it in stride. You know, I, I always say that things happen for a reason. Um, whether it's right or wrong, things happen for a reason. Um, and, you know, I was able to go to Washington State and be on my own, get away from California, which yeah. I thought that, I, I think I needed right. to get out of California at that point um, and become my own, my own man. So how'd you, so the story behind the story is, also, is all, always inspirational how did you get from california modern day high school to wsu and the palouse and i grew up in walla walla oh man so i get the palouse <laughs> you I got get the palouse i got okay. you in All the right. palouse, is in the the good old palouse. <laughs> yeah i got you in the palouse so how did how did that happen so you know originally signed my letter of intent to go to ucla to be a bruin and and when i made the last transfer from Montclair Prep to Modern Day. Um, at the time, Coach Donahue was the head coach, yep. and Jerry's a class oh yeah. And unfortunate for me, what I didn't know was Coach Robinson, his assistant coach, was headed to Modern Day to let us know that he was no longer going to be recruiting me, and that I was not going to be a Bruin. And so you talk about devastating, you know. Hit me right in the in the, wait, in the wait, chin, and that was wait, your senior yeah. year. That was, was my that, senior year. That was your senior year. Senior and what year. was their reasoning behind no longer recruiting you and putting you on that let's sign him list? Yeah. Because the, the, the it, it hit the newspaper. The situation that happened. Yeah, the controversy okay. was in the L.A. Times, okay. and it hit. It was like a firestorm. It took off, and the league stepped in and launched an investigation about the inner workings of the transfers, and that's when you know they re, they requested records. They requested my grades. Unfortunately, the principal at the school, um, I had a 3.0 at the time. He gave me a 1.9 because I went to modern day so I couldn't play. And so that's where it got ugly. Because of transferring, they didn't transfer the credits? He said, if you, if you leave here, you'll never play another down in California. And so that's what prompted the whole investigation. Whoa. Because my uncle at that point had to fight back. you know, And I had to salvage my last year of eligibility as a high school senior. And so what, how I got to Washington State was the running back coach, uh, Ted Williams, who was recruiting me to UCLA at the time, got the job at Washington State. And he said, hey, won't you come up here on a recruiting trip, see if you like it, and, and, and let's talk about it. And so I had one more trip left, flew into – it's a funny story. Flew into Seattle. That's when you had five trips, right? I had five trips. Guys had five <laughs> trips back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Funny story. Flew in, and you know how they circle the – the stadium and, and it's like oh wow this is kind of cool man i got off the airplane and they said i had a connection flight <laughs> i was like what Wait a minute this is not your this final is not my final destination you know 18 years old young Woo! and dumb you know like okay and then i go out and and it's the crop duster playing it's the one with the with the little propellers. I was like, oh, man. When the pilot goes out and he starts up like this, like he starts the prop and you're like, I hope oh, we land. Did, or I when hope they move, you, move the weight over, it's like, oh, excuse me, you land. need to go to the left yes. side. Yep. 
and you go to the right side, and we got to balance out the yeah. plane with the weight. So. Absolutely. Derek, I've been on those. I've oh, on man. Those. Flew yes. into Pullman, into the, the wheat fields, and I was like, man, I'm going to kill Coach Williams. But you did not tell me about the wheat fields. <laughs> You're not in UCLA anymore. Exactly. Good. So uh, tell, us, tell us about your experience at Pullman. You get there, and, I mean, number one, I mean, obviously you come out of private school. Were you academically ready? Yeah. Um, were you ready to face the scrutiny as an 18-year-old kid with all of the publicity that had been surrounding you? How was it when you got to Pullman, and how was it going about proving yourself there? Man, the story followed me. My first uh, interview was with uh, Washington Magazine, and I remember it because Napoleon Kaufman was on the front, and I had a, a, a spread in the back, and it was all it was talking about was the controversy. And all I want to do is just, okay, start fresh. Move you know, on. Move on. You know, and that story followed me the whole time. And, and uh, But Pullman was what I needed um, to get away from my uncle, number one, you know, who, who you know, I think kind of cost me in some ways. Um, but, it, you know, like college does, it allows you to grow up, be on your own, make some, some, some decisions that um, just your decisions and not someone else's. And... Uh, and Mike Price, the head coach at the time, he was a great guy. Yeah. Um, uh, not too shabby of a team that you were on either, right? No, man. Drew Bledsoe, the Palouse Posse. I mean, you talk about yeah. some ballers, man. I said, that's why I brought the ring out. This is the, I know, I know. the Alamo Bowl. Robbie Tobeck. I mean, you know, the, the list goes on and on. Scott Sanderson, like guys you played in the league for a long time. But you talk uh, about a family and a Brett brother. Callahan, uh, Carolyn. Brett, Brett, Brett Carolyn. Carolyn. You're yes. good. You're good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I got a new cool friend right there. Here. You go. <laughs> Let, let's not go that far. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, you can go that far. <laughs> oh, look at <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> so, great time. Great time. Uh, Mike Price, great guy. You know, great father figure. You know. Um, you know, won some games, went to some bowl games, you know, got opportunity to play as a true freshman, which was special in itself. Um, but, you know, traveling, man. I played in the Michigan Stadium, uh, Ohio State, Tennessee. You know, you talk uh, – I mean – Big stadiums. Big stadiums. Yeah, Big-time stadiums. That's when the yeah. non-league games were really yeah. big-time non-league Big games. Like, they scheduled some dynamite teams when – when this when this crew was there, yeah. dynamite. Yeah. Were, you, were, you, were, you, were you on the, the Rose Bowl team? No, just Mr. Rose just Bowl. Bowl. That's right. No, just you, so that Cotton Bowl? means you were on the you no, were on the team. The play Cotton, where? Right. Huh? I would, so, so I went to the the Alamo Bowl, Alamo and, Bowl. and the Copper Bowl with right. Drew Bledsoe. The so the Copper Bowl, my parents have a signed. Drew sent them a signed jersey. Oh wow! Yeah, from the Copper Bowl. I don't so, even yeah, have that hookup. <laughs> no, no. You can't, you can't have one. You can't I, have because one because I know you were on that team. What, what made wow. what yeah. made Mike Price's time so special in Washington State? Uh, you had success on the field. You had great kids. He was able to recruit. Um, it's similar to what Mike Leach is doing right now. I'm gonna tell you what it what it is. Mike was able to get kids out of Southern California. The, right now, Leach got probably 20 guys from SoCal. That's the difference. I mean, anytime you get kids from, from that area to come to Pullman, you're doing it right. You're doing it right. And so my tenure there, I think we had maybe 20, 25 kids that came. Mark Fields, who was Pac-10, you know, you know he's from, from, from L.A. You know, that dude was a real deal, you know. So I think that, that made the difference. You know, that staff was able to recruit. And then you have players that 
then fill in, right? Then you have these players that fill in, and and really what you see is when you have blue chip, five-star, four-star players that are on a team, they make everybody around them better. Absolutely. Everybody around them better. And everybody has a different athletic skill. You know, Robbie Tobeck's story is an amazing oh, story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jack Robbie Thompson sees him at a playing basketball at a JC down in Florida, oh, yeah. in Tampa, oh, yeah. right? And said, ooh, I think this guy can play. Who knew he'd be a center? Oh, man. Right? Who knew he'd yeah. be a center? Yeah. But, um, yeah, the guys you had, you, the, yeah, some, some great fill-ins, but also some fabulous athletes that really chose to make Pullman their place. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Have you seen uh, Tobex's legs and his I, butt? Like, that dude is like... It, I'm not sure I can answer that question, but I'm going to say yes. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> We've got breaking news here on NYC. So here we so here we go. I mean, you're, we're gonna we're gonna change we're gonna change channels you're, you're, real quick here. You're an outstanding high school athlete. You're an outstanding high school athlete. You're, uh, even even creating some controversy. You come to Washington State. You, you come to the Palouse Posse, you have a, a, a decent career, I mean, more than a decent career, right. career in college. you got to be thinking, okay, the next step is I'm playing in the NFL for a decade. What happened? Man, it's like, you know, the, the thing they don't tell you. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like we grow up and we have the, the thought about, you know, playing this sport at, at the highest level, but you don't know the inner workings and the business aspect of it. And then your body. For me, my body started falling apart. You know. and, and, you, and you're probably one of those guys, I mean, you probably maxed out all of the body you had. Absolutely. You're, you're, you're packing on muscle, you're trying right. to get as strong as you can, make yourself a, as physically, because you're not, you're, not, you're not Eric Dickerson, you're not six foot four. Right. And uh, the, the body starts breaking down a little bit. Yep, we end up having uh, major shoulder surgery in college, and, and uh, it took me probably a whole year to recover from that. A rotator cuff front and back. Uh, front and back? And I did Wait that. Wait a minute, front and, and back, back on yeah. the rotator cuff? Oh, yeah. And I did that uh, trying to block Willie McGinnis at the Coliseum. So. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, oh, yeah. Willie McGinnis or, oh, wait a minute. When my brother played, it was Junior Seau. Oh, Junior. Yeah, yeah. Junior was in the backfield a lot. But, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Woo. Oh, yeah. Big big time football. You should have you should let him sack the quarterback next time. <laughs> <laughs> Just let, give him a free pass. I no, think, man, that was Drew. He was the number one draft pick. Drew yeah, would Drew. understand. Drew's much bigger, too. <laughs> <laughs> Drew wasn't having it. He was like, hey, no. you better cut him. Man, you got to get that guy and Sweep the leg. Call, Sweep the leg. Call the audible, and you're the guy that gets the, the the that gets the linebacker, babe. I need you to get the linebacker. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I mean, you, you, pursuing your dream with, with with passion as you did, and you, and you gave it your all. Uh, obviously, your body starts to break down a little bit, and now, now you're going to have to follow back on your education. But looking back on it, yeah, I guess I got ask a question. Would, would you have done it all again? Would you do it all over again? Absolutely. I mean, it's just something about playing the game. You know, now that I'm coaching and I'm looking at these these young faces now and they're living out their dreams and I see myself, you know, through them and vice versa, they want to pick my brain about, you know, when I was playing. I mean, um, every time I step on a gridiron, man, it's like, it's like when I was, like, doing it the first time again, all over again. And I'm not even in pads, right? Yeah. And so would I do it all over again? Of course. Of course, man, you know. 
Now we're they, old and beat up yeah. and them days long gone. <laughs> well, they say they, they say that football is not a career. It's a lifestyle. It's a right. passion. Right. And unless you have the passion for the game, it, it never becomes that lifestyle, right? And, right. and when, you, when you grow up in that environment and you play in that environment, uh, the passion you have to pass it on, what we're really passing on are the life lessons that – that these young people get through athletics. Absolutely. And there, I don't think there's anything more powerful. The classroom is one thing, but what you learn through athletics takes it to a whole nother level. So yeah. share out with us. Uh, you're at PLU, part yeah. of the Lutes. Go Lutes. Part of that. That's an amazing tradition. Yeah, yeah. we're amazing learning. Amazing tradition. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to come after. The Westerings, you know. I tell you what, every Westering <laughs> played at our football camp. So, yeah. so yeah, so there, that that's an amazing tradition. So share with us what what you are able to now pass on and share with the players at PLU. Yeah, I think I'll start with Garfield. You know, you know, I had an opportunity to uh, have a relationship with Ted Howard over at Garfield, and right. and and, he, and they were looking for a head coach and. And I wasn't sure if I was the guy, but I knew I knew some guys, and, you know, and I gave him some names, and then we went back and forth, and he was like, well, why don't you do it? And after I saw the challenge, that's when I got motivated. It wasn't necessarily about coaching the game of football. Um, and you know how things happen when you're not looking for it, and it kind of just, you know, you know presents itself. Um, that's kind of how Garfield happened. Mm -hmm. And you know, took a one and nine team coach, mm -hmm. Juan. You know, you know, absolutely. Yeah, With Coach Robertson and Anthony. Yeah, Coach Stewart was there. Oh, Coach yeah. Stewart was there. Yeah, and really? Coach Stewart was doing coach a great Stewart job. Coach Stewart was there. Yeah, doing a yeah. great job. But that's yeah. a tough gig. Yeah, you had yeah, Coach Haley. Coach, coach Haley come over with you. Coach, coach Bellinger, who's yep. down at Chief Leshide, doing a great job oh, yeah. down there. Man, so fortunate that guys wanted to come over with me. You know, young head coach, first time doing it. And so I surrounded myself with people who was better than me and smarter than me, you know. And so I think that was a recipe for success, right? That's and a smart man that does that. Any head coach, right, out there, surround yourself with people that do it better than you. And, and, and that means that everybody's there for the right reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, lo and behold, you know, we came out with the same group of kids and they competed. Uh, we end up change, you know, starting a tutoring uh, study hall, and, and I think that contributed to our success because guys are eligible to play, you know. And, and, uh, but, you, but you went a step further, and, and, and four years ago, Will and I were at Franklin High School, and Will was my general manager, and so I was head coach over there, and we put that program together. Mm -hmm. And you saw, you saw something that we saw. We see kids going from couch to couch. Absolutely. And they're, they're – Nutrition is bad. Sometimes their academics aren't getting done because they've got more stress going on outside of the classroom, outside of the football field. Yeah. And you started putting together opportunities and places for them to live. Absolutely. So, you know, got a devastating call one day that one of my players, uh, Carrington, had been living in a hotel. And it kind of blew me away because he had never mentioned it to me this whole time when he's playing football. And, you know, and I was, you know, the career center counselor would see him every day. No one, no no one ever said anything. No one shared anything about his outside circumstances. No. No. And yet this young man was putting all that aside to be able to be a part of your program. Absolutely. 
And so got a call from DSHS and it just blew me away. Uh, I was on the I-5, I remember it like yesterday. And they said, hey, Coach Parks, we got one of your players. And I'm thinking, oh, 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 geez. I hope they're not in trouble, right? And, 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 and I went down to DSHS to pick him up. And he said he wanted to live with Coach Sparks. And, you know, I had a choice to make. I was like, okay, do I say no? Or do I turn the car around and go pick this young man up? And when I got down there, he had a, a little Safeway plastic bag with a whole bunch of processed-type foods. And he had a bag of clothes. And, man, you're talking about tough. You know, it, 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 really, it really impacted me. And I told him, I said, Carrington, why didn't you, why didn't you tell me? You know, and, 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 man, when I started to hear his story and what he had been through with his family and his, and his mom and his grandmother, and he didn't know his dad. Dad lived on the East Coast. And it, it resonated because I didn't have a dad growing up. And I said, wait a minute. I said, you know what? You don't have to worry about that anymore. And moved him in, had his own room, his own bathroom. And, man, we started striving, man. Do you know that kid raised his academics, like, instantly? Because he know he did not have to worry about a place to live and where he's going to lay his head and what he was going to eat. And get some food. It, Absolutely. So did, did that situation now propel you? Uh, like, is that when the House of Champions started off of this situation? Is this where this uh, concept came off of, this particular situation? Yeah, absolutely. The House of Champion was born out of that, out of that situation. I was Just like, to talk about, mention what House of Champions is. So, so, you know, taking a kid, taking a kid in from, all, you know, from a dire situation. I didn't want to. I wanted to do it the right way, and so the counselor in me said it had to be a wraparound service where, you know, there's counseling because there's trauma, so they had to have someone to talk to other than Coach Parks. Um, then there's the nutritional part of it. They have to be able to eat the right things and actually educate themselves on what they should be eating. Um, then there's the healthcare aspect of it. But then there's tutoring, SAT prep, and academics. And that's the wraparound service that I was tr going for. Um, and, and, you know, it paid dividends because we started addressing each one of them and he started growing. Um, and so the House of Champions was just a way that I could legitimize it. So it wasn't just me doing it like on a whim, you know, it's like, no, I want it to be right. I want to have, you know, uh, other adults involved um, through a nonprofit and, and where we can help service other students um, that, that's in the same need. And I believe it's a model that if like a Bill Gates or someone grabbed it, it could be a house of champions in every community that is near school because every school has a list of kids who do yes, not do. have a place to live. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's so interesting because... I, I, you know, and, and in the grace of God go I. I was very, very fortunate. My mother worked at the VA hospital for many years. My dad worked at Boeing. My mom grew up in the Central Area. She wanted her first son to go to O'Day. Mm -hmm. I, I got 12 for 12 at Catholic school. Got to go to school in a unique environment. I'm, a, I'm an O'Day guy. And I think that people get lost in the sports end of it. We get right. lost in the sports end of it. Absolutely. But the, the thing that I, that I think about in terms of my experience as five years head coach at at Highland High School, the year I was at Franklin, you have to understand that it, football is secondary to so many different things. But football is, is it's it's not even it's not even what you're doing a lot of the times. You know, Absolutely. you're really dealing with kids, and it, it boggles my mind. It, and sure, sure, sure. We so we had some kids who had some problems when I was growing up in Catholic school, but nothing to me on the magnitude of what I was dealing with in my five years at, at Highline at my year at Franklin. Right. But here's the deal that athletics does. 
if it wasn't for athletics. Keeps them coming. Well, first of all, it keeps them coming because they want to be a part of the program. But the other piece is, is that if it wasn't for athletics, the co you would have never gotten the call. If this Absolutely. kid hadn't been in football, that call right. wouldn't have come to you. Absolutely. Which, which started the whole process going. Yeah. So thank you so much. And I'm guessing he wasn't the only one. Oh, no. Right? He wasn't the others, only one. Others came to the surface right. because of the one that was strong enough to say, you know what, coach? I want to be with you, and I'm willing. And, and you laid down. You said, look, these, all these pieces need to be in play, mm -hmm. and they buy in. And right. they buy in because of the trust. Absolutely. They buy Absolutely. in because of the trust. Oh, yeah. I started to, to be curious, and I pulled back the layers on how many other kids are in the same situation. And, yeah. and what I found out in Seattle Public was oh. – there's thousands of kids who are in the same situation. And then I got really curious, and I, and I looked at it on a state level, and there was 31,000 people or kids yeah. who had the same need. And it just, I'm like, how so? How could this be living in, in a free America where there's all this wealth? Right. And you have our, our right. very natural resources, which is our youth, right. who don't have a place to call home. Right. It just it, it was it was sad to me because it becomes this piece where where people don't want to say that they need anything. Right. They don't want to say that they are in need. It's um, embarrassing I, it, for a it kid. Is, it yeah. is. Yeah, and and those right. kids that are that are homeless, that are living in Tent City. I had a couple of students last year that were living in Tent City and they were brave enough to share their story um, personally. And then we went to the city, we went to the district, and we got them housing, and we got these pieces. But, but the piece is that there's so much secrecy and shame behind it, and the kids are then, they, they get stuck. They get stuck, and unless they have somebody they feel they can talk to and share this information with, then they are stuck as well. So yeah. thank you for starting the process and and stopping right stopping the cycle and putting it in another direction and Absolutely. uh yeah we need to have more of that and so i think i'm hoping that we will post on the website what we can also do to continue what you started at garfield thank you Derek, yeah. i appreciate Derek, now, it now that you and i are becoming older coaches <laughs> right you know it's, it's, a, it's a weird how, how that you use the happens. o word but let me but let me ask you this when you talk to younger coaches when you go to clinics and, and now you and i are going to clinics and these younger coaches who desperately want to be head coaches are coming to us many of them young black and latino men uh in their in their mid-20s early 30s what are the fundamentals that you talk to them about of working with our kids in the community I think for me is just making sure your heart's in the right place. I think, you know, one, one, one of the things about moving on to college football is, is I'm able to reflect on how much unnecessary selfishness that goes on in high school with adults, you know, and it's like, wait a minute, what's the, what's the, the motive here? You know, are we, are we about winning football games? Are we about self? Are we about what, like, and so that's the first question is making sure that you want to be a head coach or you want to be even an assistant coach. You want to do it for the right reason. Yeah. And, 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 and the need is so much greater than just football. If, if your heart's in the right place, you're going to find that those coaches are doing way more than just coaching X and O's. 
And are they willing to do that? Because it takes a concerted effort and time and your own money to take a drop a kid off, to get a kid a bite to eat, to buy a kid a, a shirt or a tie or, or something, some necessity that they need. And what I've heard, you know, is, is coaches don't care enough about certain kids and, you know, and it's like, you know, that's not the right that's not the but, right but way to do it. But didn't you find didn't you find their craving for it? Didn't you find their craving not not their don't want the everybody wants attention. I want attention sure. still. But didn't you find they were craving for the discipline? Didn't you find they were craving for we we uh, you know they want to dress up on Friday. They want the coach to mandate it, they, but they want to dress up on yeah. Friday. They want structure. They Kids want do. Structure, right. They do want structure. They don't know what it looks like. No. But once you put it in place and you give them the why behind it, and then they see it work, it's like oh okay now I understand why. You know, we have study table. Now I know why we have, we, you know, all the hot spots. It, it's a, it, this is a business trip. When we get on that bus and we go down to, to, to the stadium that there's a way we have to carry ourselves. Yeah. There's a way we have to address adults. Yeah. There's a way we have to talk to the referee. There's a way we don't use the N-word and why. What's the why behind it? And so, you know, even in the music, you know, they thought I was crazy because I said no N-word in the music. And they were like, what? Huh? What? Yeah. Now, what you listen to on your earphones <laughs> is something different. Right. But when a parent walks in here, an administrator walks in here, we out. And, and they hear that, I'm held accountable for it. Yeah. So, so we're just going to get that yeah. straight yeah. from the top, right? But all those little things, I think, you know, was the very reason why we were successful at Garfield. Yeah. When my dad uh, first took the job at Whitworth College, and they were really trying to change the culture, they'd had some losing many losing seasons in a row and trying to change the culture. The first thing he did is got every player, okay, travel gear, travel bag and travel gear. And it was sweats, but everybody got on the bus with the with the travel gear on. They look good too, And your huh? bag. And when you came <laughs> off that bus, man, you look good. You, you look, look good. good. Look, look like and, a unit. Right. You look like a unit. And the other thing was, he said, look, when we have a long bus trip and at Whitworth College, you, you had a lot of bus trips. Nobody went by plane. But the other thing they had is that when every player came out of the locker room after the game, win or lose, everybody had a pizza, their own pizza. Nice. Like food to college <laughs> kids is a big deal, right? Is a big deal. And so those were the things that, that – Get players to buy in. You wanted to be on the travel team. You wanted to work hard to be on the travel team. And and those are the pieces that then these guys now still come back to my parents at, in Spokane at the Whitworth Games when they come back for those games. And these guys have families. They have kids. And they all come up. And they want them to meet the coach that changed. That changed how they decided to live their life. And right, some of these right. kids are from California, some were from Hawaii, and they didn't have, like, they didn't have running water. And my dad recruited them from Hawaii to Spokane, and they were able to now provide for their own families. Wow, so what amazing. you're talking about, mm -hmm. right, and it doesn't matter the level of the college athletics. Doesn't matter. It does not matter yeah. if it's NAIA, Division three, Division two, right. D2, D1, whatever right. it is, when you set it out there as to what the expectations are and, and they feel prideful about what they're doing, 
they take that into their real yeah. lives and they when and into society. And that, so and that's, thank you, that Derek. Kind of, thank you. Thank you for yeah, what you're I appreciate doing. It. And, and, that, and that's really where you are now. I mean, you're at one of really, in Division Three football, one of the great programs, one of the greatest coaches in the history of our country, Foster Restaurant. I, I was very fortunate. Yeah. I got um, 45 minutes with him. At the Tacoma Dome one night. Nice. And, uh, and and to hear his stories and hear how passionate he still was after he retired about the game. And tell us about Frosty Restoring's influence on PL for you football right I now. I mean, you just walk through the doors and you see the influence. I mean, you know, he's memorialized. You know, he, he had books out, you know. Right, yeah, he and my dad coached against each other. Okay. Yeah. You know, and so our, our current head coach, uh, Brant McAdams, you know, you know, I just sometimes I, I take my hat off. I had to take my hat off because you walking into some big shoes like that. You know, you got to be cognizant of the of the past, but but be, you know, be ready to move on into the future. And I think he's done a great job at balancing that. Um, of course, having a hundred student athletes is used to the Westering way, and then here you come in and you got a new way of doing business. You know, it could be tough, man. And what, just seeing what he's done this year and how he's done and how he's able to finesse keeping some of the past and, and massage that into the future. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, PLU is on the rise again, you know, headed to another national championship. We're, we're, we're recruiting kids. We want to keep kids home. We want them to play right here at home and so their family don't have to travel. And so, you know, that, that's what you're going to see from us as a staff. We have a very talented staff. You'll see us in the community. We're coming by your school. We're recruiting your kids. And we're going to take care of them, you yes. know. And, and, and so my experience as a D1 player and now being D3, it's a little bit different. Um, it's not all business. It's more about, you know, we want the kids to have a good experience, you know, as a student athlete. Um, so there's some football that, you know, time of the year we can't do football because we, they, we, they want them to be, you know, students. Um, and I appreciate that, you know. And so – I'm fortunate to be able to be on, on um, the new regime going forward. Coach McAdams is a great teacher, a great motivator. I'm always leaving there, leaving facility with my cup filled because I learn something every day. Oh, that's big. Yeah, I learn something every day. That is huge. Yeah, yeah. He motivates me, and, 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 you know, he's put together a phenomenal staff, of, a wealth of talent. Um, and so we, you can't do anything but be successful. Yeah, you got Coach uh, Coach Jim Sutrick down there too, don't you? Coach Jim, Jim Sutrick, oh man. yeah, oh yeah, great guy. Hi. I will, Please. I will. Great guy. I see him every day. He's uh -huh. always smiling. Oh yeah, you know, and we kid each other and have a good time while we're you know putting in the work. And he's a man that did a wonderful job down at uh, Foster High School yeah. and dealing with the maybe the diverse, most diverse high school yeah. in the entire state. Yeah. And once again, a man who was able to to really work with a wide variety of kids. Yeah, absolutely. So you got coaches like that, and, 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 and you put us all together, man. It, it, it's like sweet music, you know, awesome. coaching the game of football. <laughs> you got to get down there and see you guys. Absolutely. You were in Garfield. You won uh, Coach of the Year, I believe, in 2014. Yes. Um, and then uh, you go to Kennedy Catholic, right? You, you're one of the assistant coaches. You help put the air raid system in. Mm -hmm. Besides all of that, the biggest difference right now, we're talking public school and private school. Right. And right. private school, obviously, these kids are going to be afforded, you know, uh, more, you know, whether sure. it's the clothing, the support and mm -hmm. everything else that they have. Right. Mm -hmm. But what was the biggest difference? Because you played in the Metro League. Right. You know what it is to play as a public school going up against these private schools mm -hmm. uh, back on the East Coast. 
is not like that. You can play public schools against private schools throughout the season, but when it comes to playoffs, they're separated. The public schools, do not, it's the non-parochial against the parochial or the non-public public. It's like that in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. There's always separated. Right. Now, being a public school, it's so difficult to go up against the Kennedy Catholics, you know, those days and so on and so forth. What's your experience on that? You know, you've been on both sides. What's your experience dealing with that? Man, you know, it, it's... You know, I, I, I got to say it right. I don't want to piss some people off. So, <laughs> You know what? Just say your truth. That's all we got to do. You just say you. You, you know, just I, do you. I look at like a Corey Sampson at, at Rainier Beach. You know, you know, he's taken lemon and made lemonade and went to the state playoffs and then went to the Dome and played in a championship game against your alma mater. Um, just beat Lincoln this weekend. He beat Lincoln. Just and beat Lincoln oh, in the Lincoln yeah, Bowl. Yeah. First time in history that, a, you know, head blackhead coach is playing in a Dome, you yeah. know. And so I think it's doable, you know. I, I think. But should should it be doable? Because it's not it's not equal footing. It's not it, it's not equal footing. But hold on, economics always runs into it. I've, I've, I've sure. got to go. I mean, they, you can't afford to do it. We we can't. We've had this argument before, Derek. Uh, right. We can't we can't play without the Catholic. But schools. I don't want your right, opinion. Right. It's not playing without. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I heard we your opinion. <laughs> I've heard your opinion. It's a conversation. Juan, Juan, we want coach to tell us, and then we can chime in. Obviously, you know, there's some advantages that comes from playing and, you know, and being at a private institution. You know, I know for me, playing at Modern Day, I was afforded some things that I, I didn't have when I was at uh, the public schools. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things, man. That, you know, I always say that if I didn't go to Modern Day, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. Right. But I also went to public school too and that helps shape me and mold me as well and so um when it comes to you know this should we be playing against each other should the catholic and the private schools be in their own league i think there's merit to both conversations i don't know which one would work i don't know how to fix it um but you know I, I really that's a hard that's a hard question to answer. Well, in the college ranks in the Pacific Northwest, mm -hmm. at some point they changed it so that the GNAC was only public schools, and then there and 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 ever, for, for a while they were all NAIA, Central, Western, Western Oregon, PLU, UPS. Everybody was NAIA, mm -hmm. and then. Because of the opportunities that the private schools had, because of the money that they could pull in, and the private grants they could give kids, the athletic talent grants, it really became a little bit skewed. Right. So then they decided to split it up, and they had the public schools, and they all went D2, and the private schools in the what was the GNAC, or NAI, went D3. And it really did. Um, it really did even the playing field because of the recruiting stipulations that are in D two, mm -hmm. and the recruiting stipulations, so that everybody now in D three was on the same plane. Right. And it and it really has even the playing field in in this situation for college, right. for the high school levels. I, I I think there's a way to do it. Yeah. And there's a way to make it so that it is equitable for all. You want to play – you can play the, the private schools during the regular season, or there's a way to make it so that 
Public schools play public schools. Private pay pli- pay, play private because there is recruiting. Because private schools, there are no boundaries as to where you can go to school. Correct. In public schools, there are, right? Right. And so if we're looking at equity and we're looking at talent equity, okay, I know, I know. You're laughing at me already. I know, I know. Go ahead. No, because because the whole controversy two years ago with Archbishop Murphy and the fact that they couldn't find teams to play them because of the, they were so much bigger and so much better. They, I mean, that, that was true. Even the teams on the east side of the mountains would come over and play Archbishop Murphy, and it still wasn't equitable. So, so here's a question I want to pose. Do you, sure. Do you think that, so you're at a private school, do you think that families and players seek out these programs because, A, of the opportunity, right? Yeah. And... Because of the environment, because the environment is different. Yeah. Do you think that the families play a part in that? That they, hey, hey, we're going to go over to Eastside Catholic or we're going to go over to, you know, O-day. modern day or, or old day or wherever we're or, at. Or, 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 it's saying, hey, is, I is want. That a, is that a question that's exclusively limited to private schools? Do, do I go to Bellevue High School? Do I go to Mount Si High School? Mm-hmm. Do I go to Juanita High School? Right. Well, Bellevue operates as a private school. Even though they're a public school, their funding get pretty much allows them to operate like a private school. Now, like I said, back on the East Coast, they figured it out. It's not a but question we'll, of figuring yeah, it out. We'll, we'll, so they we, play we'll. public and private, play during the season. But when it comes to the playoffs, then you go into your separate yeah. categories and, and you play. Yeah. And, and, you know, so for the first black public school head coach to finally get an opportunity in 2018 after all of these years and now they're in the same league that everybody else is in that they're having a great season but they're third in the mountain league right you know it just kind of shows you it's so hard to keep up with the joneses when the joneses are always two steps ahead it's almost kind of you know if we're going to bring you know race or other issues into it some races are afforded that they're going to have a, a leg up on it. And I'm not talking about not playing during the season. I think all the teams should play, conference, not conference. Yeah. But it would be nice to and, and see yeah, what's it really separated in, I mean, in the public and the, private in the playoffs. The, the, right, there, right. There's a lot we can I, speak I of that, that because I, I noticed that when I go to Catholic Church on Sunday, there's not a lot of black Catholics in there. But when I go to Kennedy High School and we were playing the games at Highline, there certainly was a lot of black Catholics there. Sure. When I go out to Eastside Catholic, there is a plethora of Samoan and there's a plethora of black Catholics. So um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed how, how, how this diversity question gets started. And, Will, you keep bringing up something that happens on the East Coast where there are, you know, more than four, five, six hundred schools um, in New Jersey, in New York, there's about 600 schools that play football. They're all separated into division. They're not playing against each other. Yeah, absolutely. It's but the, the same amount of teams. If we look at the Mountain the Sound, there's not. It's the exact same there, there amount. Are, yeah. There are, it there is. are 10, there one, are ten high schools in the state group of Washington two, that eight. are significantly significant in regards to private schools. And, Derek, as we know, I mean, I didn't want to play Kennedy. But so Catholic, they, they had 1,500 O'Day, fans that were paying $6 a piece that went into our budget. Lakeside, right, I, I can right. name but enough to create their guys, own division right here. Right. So I mean, for we Metro, have enough in the Metro to create their they, own division. They, so my question is, yeah. why hasn't it been done? You money. know why? It's okay. the money. It, it's the money. Right. 
we're if, not we're if, not talking about that. We're talking about what it be because it'd be great to see because if it was broken down like that, maybe <laughs> schools like a Franklin, maybe some of these schools like Cleveland will now have an opportunity to get up off the floor. Right. But when the big guy is always gonna push everybody else down, yeah. then you're gonna recruit heavily to Garfield. And to Rainier but they, Beach. But, but and it's because not those Seattle, teams you're worried about. You're worried about the other right. teams the Metro in the league, bottom. The Metro League tiered the divisions. So you have the they effort to They finally tiered the, the divisions right. they, like right. tennis has been for years. Right. They, they, Just they so tiered you know, the, the we've division. been that right. way for years. Right. And, and, and that that's a start. And, I, and obviously there's going to be a new executive director of the but WIAA here in the next couple of years. And I, I assume... I'm going to make the assumption that it's probably going to grow into a little bit more modern league, too. Bob Borgette and I have talked about the idea of taking the top 64 teams in the state, and there's a number of computer computer analysis that could do that, and you could break it down, and you could break it down into certain divisions. Now, what you're going to give up is some of the the the, the local neighborhood the, rivalries, the natural rivalries. But but, but, I, but who cares? I'm talking about I'm talking about the sports of football. And you, you, you can still schedule some of them. Some of them are, but uh, I mean, if we're talking, and, I, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm sorry for all of my liberal Seattle friends out there. <laughs> you're never gonna get fairness. I'm not into fairness. It's, it's never gonna be. There's never gonna be fair. It's and not about break, fair, Juan. That's what he's no, just talking about. No, it's about equitable. It, it's the, well, which that, is that, different. That, no, fair, it is fairness. Fairness and equitable, or is is just equity. Equity is just a. Uh, play on the word of being fair. That's all it is. It's semantics. It's never going to be fair. It's never going to be fair. There, 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 there is, there is no fairness. We, what, but what we can do is we can set up more, more equal and more competitive situations. But the reason that that the four A city schools went three A was strictly because of football, because they couldn't compete at the four A level. And and I'm all for it because it doesn't do anybody any good. It doesn't. It, it doesn't do anybody any good. Okay? It doesn't do Roosevelt. It doesn't do Ballard. It doesn't do Garfield. It doesn't do those schools any good to continue to compete at the 4A level because of school size when they don't have the talent because their talent pool is being recruited out of to go to the private schools. Okay. So now they went 3A. Okay, they went 3A, and, and they did finally for football, I'm guessing for basketball as well. But for tennis, we've been this way since I started coaching, and that was there's an upper division and a lower division, and make no secret about it. Don't get it twisted. Everybody knows who should be in the upper division and who should be in the lower, and the upper division is out of the, out of the, four, out of the 16 teams we have, okay, six in the upper division are all private. Okay, and no, wait a minute. Ye- yep, except for Garfield and Roosevelt and Ballard because they're so big, they need to be in that upper division, right? And we're in the lower division. By we, I mean Nathan Hale, Rainier Beach, Cleveland, Franklin, West Seattle. We're all in the lower division because based on school size and talent because just because – the 4A schools went 3A for athletics. They're still 4A for student population, okay? So in order for equity, equitability in competition, that makes it even. When what? we go to the team tournament, 
it's no longer equitable. Let me let me interject and just yeah. m just mention something. One one thing yeah. about my experience at Kennedy Catholic, and, and I was a little shocked, is that you you take a school that has 800 kids, yeah. 800 students, and you know they bumped up to the 4A. I know they did. And yeah. and, and me coaching there, it was sometimes when we had literally 40 players. And we looked across the field, and there was 100. 100 yeah. We played Mike Bush, and Mike Bush is one of my good friends. Hey, hey Kitlick, he had 100 Kitlick. strong. Yes. Yeah. And we were like, Kitlick. holy moly. Kentlake. Kentlake. No, oh. Kenwood. 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 Okay. And, and so I think, you know, I think it's a little bit of misconception that, They're yeah, right. the, 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 the privates are, are, are really power, powerful right. and powerhouses. Yeah. But there is a little bit of a struggle. I know, you know, the reason why Sheldon Cross, you know, and, and, and he's like a brother to me. Yeah, he's playing like five or six freshmen, not because right. he wants to. Right. That's what he's because got. he, he, he don't have any. He, he, look, he turn around and it's like, well, where are Nobody's my guys here. at? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And good for those right. guys right. because now they get experience playing early and they get some traction from colleges and, yeah. and, st and stuff like that. So I just want to make sure that we, we kind of exactly. frame it the right, right. way. Yeah. Now you go to another private school, it may be different. Right. You might have 80 kids, yeah. and it's a powerhouse, and it's it, strong, it, you know. Yeah. But I think there's some dynamics in there that, you know, you, you, you switch the zip code, and it's a little bit different. Come right? well, I, I, I couldn't agree more. There's a way to make the private schools be able to play against private schools, um, re re regardless of their size. The 3As and 4As in the state that are private schools, they can, they can compete against each other, and it is – and even playing field. But it really the, is. It, you put G Prep out there, okay? You could put G Prep out there against O'Day. I'd love to see G Prep. But, but, we, but that was that was what Bob and I <laughs> talked about, and I think you're going to see that. I think that I think when we get a new commissioner, and, right. I, and I and I think there's certain things, that I, and I, I think Mike Colbreeze has done yeoman's work with what he's had over the last two decades. But the bottom line issue is that I think there's there's computer rankings. There's ways that you can break this down. And you know, and I and I question coaches in our coaches clinics. What's wrong with having ten state champions? What why why can't we break it down into ten ten groups of thirty two? And you know, and and you have you can take you can take Cleveland and play all those small schools. Yeah. And you can have ten state champions. No. 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 That's the way. That's the way they do it. That's the way they do it in Jersey. They they do the public and non-public. Now we're Now we're watering it. No. No. It goes group one, it group one, group two, group three, group right. four, all by exactly. size. Exactly, right. And then you have but, it separated but, by public not, and not private. Not and only by size, but by, by the – at Highline, for example, we had we had 1,800 students in the school, but 68 of them were free and produced lunch, and almost 70% of them were special yep. ed. Yep. They, they, I mean, you know, the, the baseball coach was talking about, you know, we, we don't, I don't want you to touch our athletes. I'm like, there's no athletes in the school. <laughs> I mean, what, what are you talking about? Athletes? When, when, I, when I can beat my best players in basketball and you're sitting there telling me that there's athletes? So, so I mean, you know, it, it really is. I mean, and, and there's a reason. I mean, there's, there's certain programs that are going to attract certain families and certain students to a school, yeah. and they want to throw on their uniform. They throw on a uniform, I'm going to coach you up. Right. But, but the, the bottom line issue is that the, the, the size shouldn't matter. It really is. We have, we have ways that we can rank the teams, we can weight the teams, and we can make a situation that will allow. But – but you know, I mean, who you know does 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 the, the the state the state leader at the two A level does he want to lose his opportunity playing some three or four A school? And that's where we get it, into these battles. How, how does the Metro League now? Uh, 
you're put in the mountain. Can if you are the last team in the mountain, do you drop down to the sound next year? It depends the on what the sound did because they right. then they then the athletic directors and the coaches get together <laughs> and they decide what was your what was your record at as the mountain bottom mountain and what was your record at the sound and then how did you turn how did you play against common opponents and that's how they decide whether or not there's going to be so, so New York City Catholic is the CHSAA they have the AAA and the AA AAA is the right. higher tier and if you're the last the bottom four teams in the AAA then you drop down to the AA next year if you had a losing record the top two teams on double A, they move up. Like so, but whoever won the talent. So here's the whoever other thing. won the what, championship. But but will what if your talent changes? So that's the other thing. That's it it doesn't into the it doesn't matter. Piece. It's a reward. You won. Well, you, I, how is that a reward you, if you're the number one in the in you, the lower because division? Because you got it. You you what, what do kids love? Right at the end of the year, they want a championship. But do you want to be at the bottom of the upper division? They're fine with it. It's a championship. You play Turkey Bowl. You're live Thanksgiving. Everybody's out there, yeah, all yeah. the families. Yeah. You walk out of there. You have this great big trophy. You're, you're rewarded for a season right. that, you well, know, I you achieved something. Right. You know, you won, and you didn't have the best players. But and if you were in the upper AAA, you would have been uh, just had a terrible okay, season getting beat up by season, some of the but, others. But, but here's what happens. Then, then what we do, and I'm only bringing tennis into it because what we do is then we look at and we evaluate what do we have coming back and what do the other teams have coming back in order not in, in whether or not we decide to make any kind of movement, right? What talent do you have coming back? And that determines whether or not there would be any movement because if you're number one, like last year we were undefeated in our division, right? We went seven and four overall, but we were undefeated in our division. But in the team tournament, we didn't beat the team that was the bottom of the upper division. We didn't beat that team in the head-to-head, -head, and so we're not going to move. And the other part is this. They have all their talent coming back. We had eight seniors leave. So you take that. You have to take that into consideration, and, 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 regardless but, of the sport. But in, yeah. in individual sports, and, I mean, and we're talking different things. I mean, and, and I and I and I, really? I'm not going to say is still a team sport. We, we, it, it, it is, but but it's an individual sport, and the the thing is, and I think it should be way. It, it is. It should be way more. It should be way more equitable. If you want to use that term, equitable. It should be. There, there should be opportunities for the athletic directors to sit down and create a system, in my opinion. They do. Foot, football Football is completely different because in O'Day High School, I went watching scout in an O'Day High School versus Ingram game, and it was, it was a pounding. And the thing was that the coach, the coach of Ingram wanted to play the game. He's like, I'm going to measure where my program is right now. Well, you know, when the clock's running in the second quarter and it's 49 to nothing, um, you know, it's, it's not that you have a bad program. You're overmatched. And, and, and you're overmatched right. because O'Day recruits. Oh, uh, you know something? The O'Day No, they do because, because they can. It's not a, it's, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hammering O'Day because they, because I, they I, can get I, whatever I, players I, they I, want. I'm, I'm a graduate of, the, uh, of, of that school. I know, and school, I had players go and there. I, 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 I get have it. Kids, you know, no, for you to sit there and say that they recruit, 
is number one, it's wrong. Number two, it's false. Number three, it gives a lot of trouble because you're making assertions that's not true. Well, they, they have, can they have get, an it's an, it's an that, open that, it, enrolment. And Let's you know put something? it that and, way. And parents choose to go there. Right. There are no scholarships. There's financial aid yes, that's made out on a need-based basis. Right. And, they, and people go ahead and apply for it for, on, on, blind, uh, on a blind application. So I, the people who are making the decisions don't know who's going to school there and getting the, the, the financial aid money. So don't I, you know to say that they're recruiting? Okay, so it's open enrollment. It's open enrollment. Right. You and do not have to live in the neighborhood I'll, 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 to go I'll, to I'll, the I'll, school. This, this I will say. This I will say. If I'm a parent and and I, 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 think I want my kid to go to Garfield, and that's a great decision. But right now, if, if I have a child and if, if, and if I am interested in O'Day High School, I'm putting my and I'm looking at different high schools, and I'm going to go ahead and attract my kid there. You're damn right. If I'm going to pay my money and go to school there, you know it's what? It's a good decision. Go. Go you ahead, know Derek. what? What I think, you know, when I look at what California's doing, is they got rid of a lot of those rules, and they just said, hey, if you're a parent of a kid and you want to go to any high school in this area, we've had that conversation. You can go. And you know what it comes what it comes down to? It comes down to the credibility of the head coach and his staff. Do they really take care of kids? Do they move kids forward? Um, and do or they have, is it, and do they have academics at as the, these kids are correct. student athletes first? I think that'll solve the whole conversation, all the issues as you do what California's doing. And then and then and then one and then what happens is if you're doing a, a great job as a head coach and you're taking care of kids and kids are moving on and, and they're going to college and 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 they're you know excelling academically. Well, well, hopefully uh, okay. administration is also supporting the coach, but that's exactly. a whole other conversation. We won't talk about that. No, 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 do it. That's like the song. Because then we really get in a lot of trouble. No, but no, I, no. but I think that'll no. solve. I think that'll I, solve I, all I, the I, issues. We've had this conversation. I, I, we've so had go this ahead. Will, Will and I have talked about this. I've talked about it at the NCA level. My 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 friend, my good friend down in Texas, Doctor Doctor Glenn Tanner, who is a an economist from the University of Washington, PhD. He said the same thing. Just eliminate the rules. And because the the rule, I mean, you're paying you're paying billions of dollars to enforce rules that nobody's enforcing. So just just even open up the NCAA, just let them it, let let the boosters pay. It, the it, boosters if that's pay the case, it. then we're not but even having guys, this conversation. You guys, in Seattle Public Schools, they have opened it up because there's open enrollment now. There is absolute uh, open enrollment, which which should solve the equity issue in about five to ten years. Yeah. So that's what I say. Open it up. If you want to take your kid over here to each his and own. you want to pay that, then great. If you don't, then you want to stay at the local school that you yeah. live right next door to, then that's fine too. We, we had a player. Oh. We had a player at Highline who transferred again. I won't. I won't mention his name, but he was a very prominent player in two state championships for Bellevue. But he, and I and I and I talked to him, yeah. and he said, "Well, I bet you're mad at me." And I said, "Why? Why would I be mad at you? Your family made a damn good decision." I mean, why, why would I be upset that yeah. you got – and he's, he's, he's working at Boeing now, doing tremendously well, got to play in two, cha- two state championships. Why would I be upset about that? No, yeah. I want you to come 0-8 over here yeah. and, and play in a downtrodden program where you're going to be the best player, and, you know, and, and hopefully you'll stay healthy for nine games. But, uh, you know, go over there and, and do your thing. You know, and the one takeaway I've learned doing, the, doing this high school thing is yeah. that families will seek out whatever opportunity – that they're looking for, yep. they're gonna they're gonna seek that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, some people call it well, they, the family got recruited or, or whatever the case may be. But I have seen it firsthand. Yeah. Families are proactive about I want my kid to go over there, and 
and play for this coach or, or be yeah. in that program. Yeah. And so, and, and, and talking about firsthand, yeah. you get yeah. a copy there of a Lessons of the Game, the Untold <laughs> Story of High School Football, right. by Coach Derek Sparks. Let, let's get let, let's 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 get back to December 29th. Okay. Let, let, let's get let's back. Do Be, it. Because we digress. <laughs> so let, let's get back to what's important, and that is cleats versus cancer <laughs> on December 29th. You go anywhere. <laughs> now, it is the high school senior showcase game. We'll get this up. We, we believe we have it on our Facebook page. We want to let all the fans know to just um, get involved and check out uh, Cleats for Cancer. So talk about December 29th, how they can get involved, how you're going about getting coaches and players, and what's the purpose of this game? So first and foremost, obviously through my daughter, we was affected with cancer this, this summer. It's, it's impacted us in many different ways. Um, negatively, you know, it's been tough, but also some positive has come out of it um, as well. And one of the positives is, is my daughter is an avid football fan. She loves the game. And I said, man, we're going to do a game in her honor, but also not in her honor, but other kids who are fighting cancer and leukemia, whatever form of cancer it is. Um, and also give high school students one last time to suit up and go out and showcase their talent. Um, as a high school coach, you know, we always hear that from kids especially seniors, like, man, if I had one more game, <laughs> if I had one more opportunity, right? Every player, including yeah. those that win the state championship, want one more game. One more game. And so we view this as an opportunity for those kids to have an opportunity to showcase their talent. Um, D3, D2 schools are able to, to be out and, yep. and mingle and, and, and evaluate players. D1, D1 schools obviously – you know, yeah, they can't. Deadly. That's dead weight yeah. for them. So, so, so how do the players' coaches uh, get these kids on the team or get them looked at? Do they have yeah. to uh, it's simple. submit? Yeah, you're looking for ahead. seniors? It's just seniors? Just seniors. Yeah. It, only, it only can be seniors. The high school senior showcase game. Yes. Cleats versus cancel on December 29th. Right. So what do the coaches need to do uh, to promote their high school senior? All we're asking the coaches to do is to nominate a player. You know, nominate your player. They have to be a senior that they feel like can play college football, right? Any level. At, At any, any level. level. D, any level. D3, D2. Right. If they happen to be a D1 kid and want to come and play in the game, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. But we're focusing on the underrepresented uh, players who don't get right. the kind of opportunities that the D1 kids get. Hey, there's kids in high schools right now that, that, that aren't getting recruited. You know, yeah. so here's an opportunity for them to showcase, and, and, and we're just asking the coach to, to nominate a player. Our players, and how they do that is it's on our, our Twitter page. Okay. They just send a direct message and say, hey. That, that's Cleats versus are, Cancer are, on Cleats, Twitter. How, how, are you, how are you approaching coaches right now? And can't we be in the college coach right now? And what, what are, how, how are you approaching? Do you need help, do you need help with this? How do you do Absolutely. It? So we're Tell asking me. coaches to get involved. Yep. Uh, we're going to be putting together, um, you know, a couple head coaches there. Yep. And I'm going to leave it a, a, up, up on them to build the staff. Absolutely. But we're saying, hey, come coach. Yeah. You know, come coach. Come get involved. We're, I want to do a social the day before the game, mm -hmm. you know, of all the high school coaches to get in the room and mingle. And, and NYC might, might have to come down yeah. there and, uh, oh, come and do a show. Yeah. 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 We're going to have to come get down there it. and do a show. So go to Twitter at Cleats V. And then now you'll see Cleats v. Cancer High School Football Showcase. Uh, there's plenty of information there. So at Cleats v. 
on Twitter, and we'll make sure that we uh, put that information on our Facebook yeah, page, and we'll try to promote that as best as possible going forward. December 29th at the French Field down in Kent, a charity high school football game showcasing the senior players. Yep, absolutely. All senior players yeah. that might have an opportunity to play D1, D2, D3, uh, have the coaches uh, have, recommend have you got, them. Have you got, yeah. excuse me, have you got buy-in from the officials yet? Um, so I, I got a couple contacts with, with officials, but Juan, that's something you can help yeah, with. Absolutely. You know, um, you know I'm, I, we're going to need a game guys. announcer. We're going to need a guy to do the clock. We're going to need someone to sing the national anthem. I oh. mean, we, we want to have a real oh. – we want it to be a real game. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. You know, we want it to be special for, for the kids. They get to keep their game jersey. Of okay. course, they're going to be pink. You know, we got to oh. keep cancer yeah. at the yeah. forefront yeah. of this. We, we got to get Root Sports a call. Yeah. What are they doing on December 29th? Absolutely. Come down what? and cover the game. Maybe we can reach out to them yeah, and get as many to people to support. Let's talk to Taylor Barton, or, too. Yeah. Talk to Taylor Barton. I haven't so talked to Taylor, but yeah, absolutely. We'll get it going. You know, and, and, and my thing is we can raise some dollars, you know, uh, at the concession stands, at the ticket sales, and, and donate some money to kids who's battling cancer. Through through my daughter, Zaylee, like, one thing I learned is, like, pillows and blankets and care packages like it's yeah. so important. Yeah. Comfy clothes when you're sick. Like you don't want to be, you know, bottled up with you know turtlenecks and sweaters. You want yeah. comfy clothes when you're not feeling well. And so we want to provide that for 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 children that's fighting cancer. And we'll do that through the children's uh, hospital right here. You will. Yes. Okay. Because I'm thinking that um, all schools, all schools have fun have uh, fundraisers and food drives. Absolutely. I'm wondering if in December. Seattle Public Schools shouldn't do a blanket, scarf, hat drive. Absolutely. And and have it go to cleats versus cancer. That'd be awesome. What do you and, think? And maybe we That'd get the awesome. fans okay, also, so whoever's so coming the to the game. The superintendent used to be my cousin's boss. Let me make a call. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Beautiful. Things happening call. here on NYC. Yeah. We're Maybe live at the Backyard, 3820 South Ferdinand Street. I recommend the brisket. Uh, Dory loves the fried pickles and the deviled eggs. And the, yeah, and the deviled oh, eggs. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm getting devil, to the okay, deviled eggs, me. Dory. Sorry, Don't get mad at me. Sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> They've got 14 beers on tap. Matt, our Philly fan that just had a uh, rough weekend as his as the Cowboys beat up on his Eagles. He's having some issues over there. We're going to bring Matt on later on, but he'll always take care of you when you come down to the backyard. We've got 10 big screen TVs. We've got a pool table. We've got darts. And every Monday night, N-Y-S-E-A, N-Y-C, Will Sanchez, Juan Cotto, and Dory Bennett, always talking sports and more from coast to coast with our very special guest, Derek Sparks, the coach, the mentor, the motivator, the author, the founder of so many things. It's been a pleasure talking with you tonight, and we're going to do everything that we can to support the Cleats versus Cancer. Um, let your friends know. Check out our page, and we're going to keep promoting this. And uh, Dory's going to go out there and sing the anthem and come out I with am. the tennis team or do something. <laughs> we're going to figure that, it out. Awesome. She's going to yell do at it. somebody. She's do it. You, Dory cannot throw players at a high school showcase game out of the game. So I just no. want to let you know. Uh, oh, no. I'm just going to sing the national anthem. I'm not going to be the referee <laughs> or a coach. But, you know. Right. Hey, don't pull a Carl Lewis, though. That you can't forget I, the I words. Just, oh, no. babe, I got the words. <laughs> I, just, I, I got the words. I just want to. I just want to say. I just want. I just want to say this to you, my brother. Um, I lost my son in in 2011 in a tragic accident. Um, 
went to Richmond, Virginia, and I walked off the plane. And they told me my son was dead. And uh, the, the four the four child the four words no parent wants to hear your child has cancer. It's no the four words no parent wants to hear is your child is dead. And um, I will tell you this: if there's anything that I wish for, if there's anything that I wish for, is that my child would have been maimed enough to where I could have been there to go through the fight with him. So Absolutely. I just I'm praying for you and your family. I'm praying for your your beautiful daughter, and um, I'm. Uh, I'm envious because you guys get to fight. I didn't get to fight. Right. And I just hope, man, you fight with uh, every last stitch of, of fiber in your being and uh, you support her and that you and, and, and mama are positive and, and being that spirit, that influence, and, and you fight like heck and uh, help her get through this. And, and she sounds like she's got a tremendous spirit anyways. And um, you get through this. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that, man. It, the love and support we receive is has been overwhelming. I, I got some wristbands I'm gonna to leave Good. with you guys. Yeah, and man, I'm gonna tell you that just people holding that thing up and taking a photo and sending Absolutely. her a positive message. Uh, our, our photos going up. She's grown like 10 feet every time, like okay. like, like that. I don't know who this is, but that sure is cool. You know, okay. at, at POU we do a, a, a deal called a loot salute, and every every athlete has filled out a loot salute and personalize it for her and she gets those and she reads them and let me tell you, you it, it brings you to tears it brings you to tears and, and and so we're blessed absolutely we're blessed to have a community a sports community a, muni a community at large that cares but also the reason why we're doing the game is because there's other kids who are fighting the same battle who don't have the same support absolutely. and so we want to make sure through her that we're inspiration for those for those uh, other kids who are fighting cancer and we want to do we want to do right by them so can we purchase the the bracelets? Okay, is that on the website? It, yeah, it's on the website. The bracelets? Yeah. Okay. Game yeah. time. Okay. T E L. Okay. You can see There's some beautiful pictures of his daughter up there okay. with the yeah, family those, and uh, sure and the support and and right all the information okay. is there uh, for everyone to go out there and support and you can hear from Derek uh, of how just sending the well wishes and the photographs of the, you know, it's, we call it the claim it challenge. Yes. And we want to make sure that it's, we're going to go quote unquote, it's game time against cancer. A game time against yeah. cancer. Game right. time against cancer. Yep. And get on there, gametime.tel and show your support because we're going to get our bracelets and we're going to do the challenge ourselves and uh, we're there to support and uh, listen, everything that you told us about about her, I mean, we're we're just we're just a piece of the puzzle. But she's holding down the fort, and she's uh, everything that you told about the way she's, you know, conducting herself and, and how her uh, spirit is full. And uh, we just know that great things are going to come out of this whole situation. Absolutely, I appreciate you guys for having me on. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming up here.